It is time to start our adventure. This is Tales of Soarfall. Bob, uh, did you come from the Demon Zone, or did you come from a ship? I I was in town originally looking for my daughter. Oh, you have your a daughter? daughter. Uh, it's a long, long, long story, but I have been tracking her for many, many years, and I think she's, I think she's in trouble. How old is your daughter? Uh, she kind of blushes. She's, she's 25. Oh, okay. Didn't know where she would be. Was she also taking a slave or was she, she do something else? I, I know she's gotten into trouble here, um, mainly because I've seen a wanted poster with her face on it. Oh. Hey, I have one of those and I'll pull out my wanted poster. And show <laughs> oh, jeez. I've had my fair share of stints in the holding cells. Can I ask, what is she wanted for? She's... Apparently she's got mixed up with a elf lord and stole a family heirloom, something like that. An elf lord? Mm-hmm. Do you know their name? Uh, Brennanhole. And how long has it been since you've seen your daughter? She looks very embarrassed and kind of looks away. I actually had to give her up as a infant. Ah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. And I'll hand her a flower. And I'll say, mm, you're safe with us, though. Um, we'll find her, too. And yes, we seem to be really good at finding lost family members. It's one of, uh, we, it's, it's on my resume. I'll get some more cups from the tea. Krakatoa, would you come help me? Uh, of course. And you said, oh, go ahead. You said the altar was to a demon lord. Uh, Do you know anything about them? Uh, I know that Karnax, uh, what little Kazu whispered to me. He corrupts the minds of mortals, twisting them into his own visage. And he has supposedly there are the, the truly depraved that follow him. Put That's worrying. Do you have any idea what he'd want in Swordful? Um, to wreak havoc and destruction. There's probably many uh, corruptible souls in here. I mean, there was a slaver. That's true. And you think there's more of these people here? Not here. There are more outside of the city. Uh, Flea and I got some names and locations to, to certain places where there are more slavers and perhaps more slaves to rescue. So, I suppose that's where we go next. I, after this dragon dice tournament, I can't stand the thought of another man owning someone. Makes me sick. Tavi enters the kitchen. 
Uh, so, you know, uh, I also have these papers that I've been carrying around from the man's desk. We should look into these. Aye. And I couldn't but overhear with my cat ears. Uh, the demon. Would I know anything about this demon since she's a warlock? Uh, give me a... Hmm. Give me an arcana okay. check. Eleven. Eleven? Uh, you've met some pretty messed up warlocks in your life, and you know that some of them who have been with, uh, who've been making packs with fiends are, you know, scary, but you've known, like, a group of cannibal warlocks that were probably the most terrifying that you've ever met, um, and they were, like, packed with some guy named, like, it, maybe it was Karnax, or it could have been, like, Cornix or whatever. So, yes, there is a, a pact of cannibal warlocks that, that it might have something to do with Carmax or Karnax or Karnix, I don't know. I just vaguely remember these things. Um, but they were cannibals, and they were warlocks. Then that's something. It could be Carfax. Are you sure it's Carmax? I don't know. Like the like the Chapsix brand. What is that? Yeah. Carmax. Carmax. Yes. Could be. I'm a little hazy up here, you know? I don't remember everything. But I remember it sounds something like that. I mean, I heard cannibals and I was like, whoa, stay away from that shit. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know if they eat other warlocks like they eat like the warlocks eat uh, eating other warlocks or if they eat what i uh, mean i wouldn't put it past demon worshippers to consume flesh either way it's probably smart to stay away from them yes and or... the guy that was a slaver that had the uh, hell gate or hell zone in his house he's probably also a war warlock i would assume you know makes sense or we stick him with the pointy end of the we blade we always stick with the pointy end that is just you know assumed Actually, my nephew made me very proud. He hit his mark and was the only reason we were able to ambush and be victorious over the slaver. I pat Flea on the head and give him, like, pets. I, I lizard blush. <laughs> <laughs> so, I say, yeah, I actually hit something. You guys should have seen it. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, so we're going to jump back to the other group who are right outside the destination that everybody else wants to go to. And Can I be looking? Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Can can he be keeping an eye out for people on the posters? Um, yeah, it would be a role with disadvantage um cuz those posters aren't that great. <laughs> right. Yeah, um but so you guys are all outside by now. Uh, Chirker is just higher than a kite, and um, he's, you know, every once in a while he swaps at, you know, whatever. And he mumbles something almost inco incoherent. Uh, and Nilkis, you've just pushed the wrong guy in a bar. Oh no. And this guy gets up, he's half-orc, he has just 
a tattoo on his face of something tribal. You probably don't recognize anything orcish. And, uh, you know, he has tusks. You know, I'm gonna even gonna say he does the Warcraft thing and, like, pierces the tusk with some, like, ring, because that always looks cool, you know? And, uh, you know, he has tattoos up and down his arms, he has, like, piercings all in his, uh, ears, he has his, his hair in, uh, dreadlocks, and they're all, like, have ornaments on them, and he's looking down at Nilkis. Does Ryan see this? Um, did you watch Nilkis storm back into the, uh, the and my bar? glanced. Um, yeah, you, I mean, it's pretty noticeable when a, like, seven to eight foot tall orc guy kind of, like, stands up and looks down at your buddy. Rain might creep in there and try to offer some kind of ex- explanation and uh, yank Nokus, if possible. Uh, by creeping, are you trying to do a stealth move and go in? Or are you just, like, walking up to Nilkis and this other dude and, uh, you know, trying to break the tension? Uh, I'm walking, like, closer towards Nilkis. Hopefully, um, the orc dude isn't, like, right towards the entrance. No, like, uh, so Nilkis came in and the man stood up between, um, basically Tyrker and Ash. Um, Nork, you also noticed this too. There's this just like big guy uh, staring down at your newfound companion. Uh, yeah, and we we're just getting outside. Come on. Nilkis, what kind of trouble are you causing now? He's and, gonna. And Nork's gonna walk up to the orc and say, hey, yeah, I'm sorry. He's kind of rude. Rayan's gonna blink her eyes and I'm. Just gonna say, I'm sorry, he's an idiot. I mean, if you want to punch him for that, I mean, you, you, you can. He could probably use to learn a lesson, but. Uh... Okay! Excuse me, what and, did you no, say? Uh, no. Yeah, this dude uh, takes the invitation to punch Nilkus. <laughs> Does he punch him? Uh, let's see if he can get past your AC. Because if he does, I'm using Hellish Rebuke. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, does a 22 hit? Yes. And He's going to use Hellish Rebuke. Okay, uh, so you're going to set fire with how many feet within you guys? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're 60 feet. Range 60 feet. And is that, like, anyone... Within 60 feet after the, you get attacked? This is a, a creature you can see. It's targeted, oh. I think. Oh, okay, it's targeted. Yeah. That's okay. good. So this going to set us all on to, fire. He's about to have a real bad day. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, roll the damage. Uh, roll the 2d10. Oh. Uh, one more 10 there. Oh my, oh my god. god. Max damage. Max damage. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> so, he punches you square in the face. 
and basically gives you six damage, but you suddenly light him on fire, and he takes 20, and he, like, falls down. There is smoke coming off this dude, and uh, the whole bar suddenly erupts into violence because, you know, violence and beer and other alcohol and some other things kind of equals chaos. He's going to flip a gold coin and say, thanks for your time, buddy. See you later. And then he just uh, flicks it out the door. Okay. Nark's going to be like, well, guess it's time to go. Nark's going to run for the door. Nark's going to put on her hood just like, yep, I didn't see anything. So uh, everyone who's in the bar, uh, first give me an acrobatics check. Oh, ooh, twenty-one. Oh that's that's good. Oh, twenty is good. Twelve is not going to be that great. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, you too, Nilkis. Really? Ten. That's the thing you're supposed to be the best at. You idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the same here. Uh, yeah, yeah the cool. two two people who like excel at the um acrobatics kind of failed this one. Wow. Well, they're not good at bar fights. So, what large objects hit uh, Nilkis to, like, pretty much knock him down? Probably a table. <laughs> a table, just like... Yeah, uh, you know, probably the table that the half-orc was sitting at has other half-orcs, and they just flip it right onto Nilkis right then and there. Um, That's what I was picturing. Nork, what hits you in the head? Uh, someone threw a, a, a beer stein and it just went straight across the room and as, as I was trying to so gracefully run out of the room, just kung! Yep. Oh, and I just fall over on the ground. And uh, Tirker is in there, but he's like dancing between everything. <laughs> like, he's he's doing kind of the drunken master move where he's you know, basically just weaving and dodging out of, like, the way of everything. And Khalees is just, like, she's at his heels, basically, but somehow she's she's making it through this, too. And it looks like he's just doing some kind of weird dance. So, Nilkis, to escape, you need to give me a strength sa- strength? Strength saving roll. 16. That's good enough to free yourself. Uh, Nork, can you give me a con save to see if you're knocked out or not? Fifteen. Ah, that's good enough, too. But, uh, you still take damage, uh, Nork. You take, uh, I think it's, uh, five damage. Oof. Yeah. It's heavy beer stein that didn't break on your head. Yeah, I got a little trickle of blood running down the back. Hold my head as I'm trying to get out. And uh, Nilkis, being trapped under that table, that was a pretty solid table. You take four damage. Gotcha. Yep. Rough. Uh, but Ash ran um, other party members. Well, except for Tyrker. Tyrker's just dancing. Um you guys are outside. Alonso has disappeared amongst the chaos. You don't know where he's at. 
And uh, Ash and Nilkis, are you guys gonna try to like escape this chaos, or are you gonna fight your way out? What's what's your plan here? I don't want to make it escalate at all, so I'm gonna kind of try to like walk out as calmly as I can and not like throw any punches, but kind of like dodge out of the way if I need to, and just kind of as quick as possible just get out of there. Okay, as quick as possible. Uh, how about you, Nilkis? He's gonna thaumaturgy the door open and book it. <laughs> uh, the door's already open, so you don't have okay. to, like, blast it open. And he'll slam it behind him. Okay. Um, so both of you, once again, give me dexterity saving rolls to see if you can keep dodging stuff that's flying toward you. Nilkis, you, like, how do you escape all the stuff that's He's flying like around you? back flipping and jumping in the air and all the tables and stuff flying everywhere, just rolling with it. But you notice that Ash is... Oh no, Ash is out. Uh, Norik. Mm -hmm. Actually, was I asking about Ash? I think it was Ash, yeah. Okay. I think I messed up I, there somewhere, but whoops. I think it was still. I think you said I was still inside with them. Yeah, so well, I was helping Tierker. Yeah, you you were helping Tierker. Tierker's dancing now. You're getting out, but there are still things flying toward you. Get like hit by a stray like butter knife. Oh. But it doesn't do like any damage. Probably just hits my chainmail and bounces off. Yeah. Uh, Norik, you are making your way out, too, a lot more gracefully this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, actually, not not too gracefully, but effectively. Uh, yeah. Norik, uh, having had a, a couple drinks, he wasn't exactly uh, feeling his best about dodging, plus just being hit in the head. So he just, he just grabbed the... He found a tray on the floor, and he just grabbed the tray. He's holding it over his head as he, like, really quick crawls towards the door. <laughs> Alright, cool. So you guys start making it out safely. It does take, well, probably not Nilkis. Nilkis is just flipping and, like, using their momentum to get across the room off, the, like, it's it's kind of like one of those action movies where they're using impossible physics of things in the air that you're launching yourself off of, even though that's, like, really, really impossible. Or, like, jumping from table to table, even, just like... Yeah, I'm imagining some of these tables are, like, on their side, and you, like jump on that and jump off of it and you know you're launching yourself toward the door and exactly. you do make it before your friends so do you want to act oh hey lucy yeah you might want to mute yourself uh, at this moment thank you <laughs> sorry ah uh, um take two yeah take two uh, I say Rianne gets first call because she's been outside. Yeah, like Rianne's first. But I was going to uh, say, are you going to want to actually use a, th a thermic? I can't ever pronounce that TH. Yeah. Uh, do you want to use that and close the doors behind you despite having your. No, he's going to wait for uh, Ash and um, Norik and then he's going to slam it behind them. Okay. Cool. Um, so we see Nilkis just kind of tumble out, 
and uh, in a few moments, uh, we see Ash and Nork and Tyrker like come out. Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. Hello, folks. J.P. Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.